0: There are two things that always move my spirit during this Mass, the Holy Thursday Mass. The first is this question that comes to the end of the gospel. When Jesus looks at those disciples and he says, do you realize what i just done for you? You know, do you get it? Do you understand my love for you? Do you understand what I'm willing to do for you? Do you understand what I've come for? And the second one always is in that sec- that psalm the hundred and sixteenth psalm and it was so beautifully sung tonight it, it's something that that I, I pray every day uh, it, it's my personal um, i don 't want to call it a motto that sounds like i'm selling something it's my personal um, thought for myself. As I answer that question all the time, that do you understand what I've done for you, my response is always this, how will I ever return that to you? And my answer is by raising the cup of salvation and calling on your name. It is so moving for me every time I stand at that altar and lift that chalice, because it's not about me. It's about him who sent me, and he who was was sent to us, he who comes to us and sacrifices himself, body and blood, for our salvation. We are his servants. It says in that same psalm, we are the servants, and we offer you that thanksgiving, and we call upon you to fulfill our vow, and our vow to Christ is the vow that was given to us at baptism. Go and serve the Lord. Be a priest, be a prophet, be a king. Bring people into the body of Christ. On Monday at the cathedral, we celebrated the Chrism Mass with Bishop Gaynor. And at that Chrism Mass, there's always this profound moment of of very... Solemn, somber moment when all the priests present stand in front of him and, and re- renew our promises that we made during our ordination. Recalling for each one of us why we lift that chalice, why we break that bread, why we serve you, why we come to you with the word and the sacrament day after day, why we've given up so much to follow the Lord. Sometimes that's not always clearly seen. You know, God likes to hide himself from us sometimes. You know, we, 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 we bless these oils on, on uh, Monday. I want you to see them. I want you to know how vital they are to not only the ministry of the priest, but to the, to the people of God in general. The oil of the sick, this big tall one here, one I've been using the most in the last couple of months. The oil of the sick was blessed by the bishop and is blessed for the healing of our body, our mind, and our soul. And our prayer for that blessing comes with these thoughts that the sick who are anointed with it will experience only the compassion of Christ and his saving love, that God will heal us. Through this holy anointing, may the Lord in his love and mercy help you with the grace of the Holy Spirit. May the Lord who frees you from your sins save you and raise you up. The oil catechumens, this a little short bottle over here. Blessed by our bishop to anoint those who are preparing for baptism. Through the anointing, they are strengthened by Christ to resist the power of Satan and to reject evil in all its forms as they prepare for the saving water of baptism. We talk about the, the wickedness and snares of the devil when we pray that St. Michael prayer. We know we're surrounded by all kinds of darkness, evil, even within the walls of this building, within the hearts of people in our presence. There's darkness, there's, there's anger, there's hatred, there's jealousy, there's rivalry. And we've forgotten that we're an anointed people, that we, to, that we're, that we are called to repel, to become one body, one spirit in Christ even in our differences, our uniqueness. And finally over here, this third one is the oil of chrism. It's a mixture of olive oil. It's no different than the olive oil in the other two, but this one has an added perfume. It's the one that when when you come with your baby, it always smells so good been consecrated by the bishops and the priests. It's the only oil that we're allowed to extend our hand in, in, in co-blessing, in, a, in, a, in a joining that blessing. The priests of the diocese stand with the bishop and raise our hands and call upon the Holy Spirit because this oil is going to be used to, an, to anoint infants after their baptism, to anoint those who are to be confirmed, and to, and to anoint the hands of bishops and priests at their ordinations, and when there's a new church, an altar, at the time of their dedication, a very special oil, oil that's only used to mark out sacred people, sacred things, to be, to be repelled from the, that evil. And I bring you those today because we don't always see them. They're not on public display. They're, 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 they're not always up front for everyone to see. They're, they're always kept safely locked in the sacristy. Sacristy, meaning a sacred place, a place where, where the priest's mind and the priest's heart is to, to prepare for the celebration of the Mass, to prepare for the sacraments. A sacred place, a place marked out for, for those who are serving Mass to prepare their hearts for what their ministry is about to be, whether it be a server, a cantor, a, a lector, a minister of communion. It's, it's 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 a prayer that's called and 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 it's and, and it's not to be a, a, a secret place, but a place where where the Spirit continues to do His work. It's it's the Spirit that's always among us. Our eyes are not always able to see God, but we've been clothed in royal robes. baptism, we wear a white garment. See in this white garment the outward sign of your Christian dignity with your family and friends to help you by word and example. May you bring that dignity unstained into the everlasting life of heaven. At a funeral, the five that I celebrated in the last ten days, we place a pall over the casket. To remind ourselves of that original dignity that we stand before God at the end of time as he stood before us, stripped and jeered and naked, beaten and bruised on the road to Calvary. We stand before God to make accountability of who we are. So every year we're called during this three days, this day of Holy Thursday, tomorrow, Good Friday, as we celebrate the stations and the Passion, Saturday as we come and celebrate the great vigil of the Church of Easter. We're called to be re- reminded who we really are, that we are servants. We'll see it in a few moments in the symbolic washing of feet. That we are true servants of God, willing to lay down our lives, willing to serve our brothers and sisters in need, willing to be another Christ. Just as in ordination, Father Seke and I and all the priests that you've ever met take on it's called an ontological change. It's another one of those hidden things that God does. Sort of like as he changes the simple bread and wine into his body and blood of his son. He changes us so that we can be Christ for you. That when we're acting in in these official ministries, it's not we who are acting. It's the Lord who is speaking. It's the Lord who is performing. It's the Lord who is, is administering that sacrament to us. That's why I say, take this. This is my body. I don't mean mine. The bread would be a lot bigger. But... But... You know, it, 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 it's, it's a call to us. Our call is always service. Our call is to see that we're all healed, that we're all one, that we're all whole, that we're, that we're prepared to meet Christ, that we're prepared to sit at this holy table in purity of heart, that we're prepared to stand in his presence and serve him, to raise our own cups of salvation for the good that he has done for us. We put on Christ. At our baptism, we receive that white garment and we become a new creation. At ordination, we all get dressed in a robe and we become a new creation. The bread and wine, a new, a new creation. The holy oils, catechumen, sick and chrism, new creations. All so that we can see God at work in our midst. All that we can, that, that, so that we can see God present with us, inviting us to his holy supper, inviting us to his kingdom. I'll end with a story that Bishop told on on Monday. I like the story. I knew I was going to fit it in somewhere, but... And I think it fits right here. It fits in us who who really have to 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 do more than hide Christ. Who must really show Christ and 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 show the 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 light that shines in us and and come out of that darkness of the tomb that that we'll experience tomorrow on Good Friday and come out into that light and exult with the church and that shakes and rejoices as the stone is rolled away. He tells a story that uh, Leo Tolstoy wrote. There's a harsh sovereign, and he asks his priests and he asks his sages to show him God because he wants to see God. And the wise men and the priests, they tried, but they were unable to to satisfy the the, the sovereign. And about that time when he was just ready to give up, there's a a shepherd boy walked in uh, from the fields, and um, he volunteered to take on that task, the task that the priests and the sages couldn't complete. And it was from him that the king learned that his bodily eyes were not able to see God. The kid said, you'll never see God. You won't see him with your eyes because you don't know where to look. And so somewhat hesitant, the kid said to the, to the sovereign, if you want to, I, 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 I can't show you God, but I can at least show you what he does. So the king hesitantly agrees to this. And he wants an answer. So he gives, he says, the shepherd boy says, in order to do this, we just need to change clothes. I don't think so, the king said. But he gave in. And he took his royal robes off and he gave them to the shepherd. And he put on those dirty, simple clothes of the poor shepherd. And the little boy looked at him and said, here's your answer. This is what God does. This is what God does. God strips himself of everything to be like us. God strips himself of everything to take the lowest place among us so that we learn how to serve, we learn how to love, we learn how to share, we learn how to be the Christ that we're all called to be. Our eyes are not able to see God. But clothed in the royal robe of Christian, we are able to do and be God. Not the God, but as God. Tonight, we all make a return to the Lord. Tonight, we all offer him what is precious in his eyes. Our willingness to serve one another, to fulfill our vows in the presence of all his people.